Hey everyone, this is the On the Rise show, episode 46. Mr. Mark McGuire, a long time Alicia Ray. Today we, got, we are going to talk about money. Uh, hey Alicia, how are you? Hey Molly, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing, uh, yeah, I'm doing great too. Thank you. Um, so yeah, the big topic today, money. Um, what do you think of it? I think money is a very touchy subject. I've written about it before about my feeling that, you know, money is like, it's kind of like an illusion, but it's something that we need as a tool in life to get by. So like I've had a conflicted relationship with money in the past, but I'm working on it. And um, I think that if you are making money, it helps if you do something that you love. So that's what I'm working towards. Yeah. So um, do you prefer um, making a lot of money and, and, and not doing what you love? Or would you like to give up money for um, in, in, in return of doing something you truly love? Or is, have you thought about it? I would definitely give up money to do something I truly love as long as I'm living a comfortable lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So to live a comfortable lifestyle, you re- really need to have money, right? So, um, so I maybe would start talking about investing. So um, I know you uh, read that book by uh, Tony Robbins, uh, Mastering mm-hmm. Money, Mastering the Game. So do you feel like you're a little bit more um, uh, involved now or do you like experience now? Yeah, it was a good introduction to the whole investing thing. And I put some money into a, don't know what you call it. I put it into TA craft, whatever. So I'm trying to put a little bit in there every month and just like forget about it. It's easy like when you transfer it over because I didn't, sometimes I forget I even have it in there. So I think that's the best way to save. Just by putting it away and not thinking about it. Yeah, um, that's maybe the first thing that's like if we talk about if we're going to talk about investing, the first thing that like the first term that people always use is pay yourself first. And, and it's very powerful. Right. So that means, for instance, whatever you your gross payout is or take home pay is like you should probably like uh, allocate a person uh, an, an amount of that, a ratio of that um, and just like put it away like you're doing and never uh, touch it. Right. Because um, if you're, for instance, not, if you don't do that and you're just like use your, um, your pay and do whatever you want. And then like, for instance, at the end of the month, take what's going to be or take what, what's over and start investing that you'll, you'll see that there's not a lot left. <laughs> That's it, basically the point. Right. And I used to do that too, with just like regular savings when it wasn't investing, which is better to invest your money than to keep it in a bank. But there was a time I was just trying to save up like a, what do you call it? Like a reserve fund. Mm-hmm. So I had it sent to a bank that was nowhere near me. And then I would just put the money in there. And if there was like some kind of quote unquote emergency, like I would feel tempted to take it out. But then again, it takes three days or it took three days back to transfer the money back. So by that time I would have already figured it out. So I just left the money alone. And I was able yeah. to save a bit by doing that. Uh, a very good idea. Um, so that's, that's like the basic uh, financial advice 101 that they teach you, right? Like first have always a security, um, security, uh, what do you just call it? Security. Blanket, maybe? Yeah, security. Like, uh, security uh, yeah, blankets. I mean, 
like it it's an amount that like um what covers like it's six it's probably like uh, six months of rent or something or like what that would cover your if something happens an accident or like a health related emergency that covers that like um you mean you could say like six months of expenses is probably it you should probably have that at all time in your bank account before you start investing before you start looking at things you should have that if you don't have that first thing you have to do is build that I agree. And that time that I did save it up, I actually saved it pretty fast. It must have been like four to six months. And I had a, a good amount for an estate, whatever you call it, in the bank. And I had paid off all my debt. So I was in a really good place. It feels so much better once you have that security. And then once you clear you know, all your debt up, aside from my student loan, I still have that. But yeah, it was such a, a better feeling having that security than being like on that paycheck to paycheck cycle. Yeah. Um, first of all, I forgot to say that at the beginning of the episode, but like um, this is, well, we're talking about financial things, but this is not real advice, right? Like you, you should talk to financial professional before going on like uh, some crazy investment scheme based on what we're saying. That's, that should be uh, uh, very uh, uh, interesting, right? Yes. This is not, yeah, professional advice. <laughs> yeah. So um, like, what what you said um, back then was interesting, or back there was interesting. Like um, first, you should probably pay off your debt, right? If you had debt, if you are in debt, that should be probably the first thing you do before you start investing, before you start looking at some kind of exotic schemes, is try to reduce your debt. Um, mm-hmm. So I have to say I, I don't have any advice on that because uh, I don't I don't think I ever had debt in my life. But like that's that should be your first priority, of course. Yeah, I wish I had started out like that too, because it was just like when I was 18, it was like this big deal getting my first credit card because that's what they make it seem like. Oh, you need a credit card. You, you're really an adult once you get your first credit card. So it was that. And I got really out of control for a while. I had the one for Kohl's, which is a department store. And I opened another one. And at a certain point, I had just maxed everything out. And it was crazy. So I had to work my way back down again. Yeah, I mean, that's how, you, how they get you, right? At 18 and then even here in Belgium, um, they do it even even uh, a little bit earlier. They like take you at sixteen, start giving yeah. you credit cards and all that stuff. Yeah, it's uh, it's dangerous, of course. Yeah. It's the same. Yeah, it's the same thing with student loans too, because student loans are easier to get than even credit cards. And then I don't have that. I just have like thirty k of student loans, so it's I don't even. I think that's probably below the average. Maybe I've because I know some people with crazy amount of student loans. But yeah, it's so easy to get the student loan. Like you don't, they don't run a credit check or anything, and then you just have the money. And then if you don't use it all, they send you a check, which you feel like is your own money, but it's still a loan. You still have to pay it back. And people are buying cars and all kinds of like random things with their student loans that has nothing to do with well, not really anything to do with the education program. They just are excited about the money, but they have to pay it back. Well, yeah, I mean, like debt is never good. Although I changed my position uh, somewhat the last couple of weeks on on debt. Like, if if there's good debt and, and bad debt, if you're going to go in debt for an asset that produces income, that's okay. But yeah. uh, I'm not sure, like a diploma, if that produces income or you know what I mean. That's a tough one. I don't know if it does anymore because I'm finding even people like my friend, like she's going to school to be um, a psychiatrist. Like she got her master's or bachelor's and she already has a hundred thousand dollars of debt. 
And now she's working towards her doctor degree for psychiatry, which even for the psychiatry field, that's like one of the lower paid, you know, doctors in the field. So she's still going to be paying back that debt for a very long time, potentially like all yeah. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, we talked about it before, like, right? I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say that it's a scam because there are like, I mean, there are like things you have to study in college. You can't study anywhere else, but like, a degree in the humanities and stuff like that is it worth to go uh into 100k debt for that debt for that i don't know I, yeah, I unfortunate that, yeah i'm fortunate because it could have very easily happened to me i just somehow did not end up taking that much debt out so yeah. i don't know, I can't imagine though yeah you got away you got away light i feel like right especially yeah. in the states yeah yeah so um like suppose you have debt right what you would do is like, um, yeah, pay it off. And um, the way to do that is, of course, increase your income, increase your earning, right? That's, that's also the thing that people don't realize is like, it's, it's easier than you think to just double your income. Yeah, I mean, well, when I paid my debt off, I was literally working 40 hours a week and then I got an extra job for 20 hours a week. So I was working 60 hours a week and that's how I had saved the money up and paid my debt off so quickly. And I had a tax refund that year too that I applied towards it. So that was, I mean, you definitely have to increase your income because it's like a losing battle if you're constantly trying to pay the minimum payments and then pay a little bit extra. Like it's really hard to get ahead that way because something else may come up and then you're behind the eight ball again. Yeah. So that's that would be my first like clue up or big tip is like if people looking for some kind of juicy investment deals and they had debt, please take care of your debt first. Don't think about the investing thing. Don't think about any of those. Just start thinking about reducing your debt and your, your debt payments, right? Mm-hmm. So um, then the next step, like when you have debt or you, you reduce your debt, the next step is like you said, saving, like still not, still not investing. People want to, are, are way too eager to get into the investing game. It's still not investing. It's still first saving like that, like we talked about, that uh, security um, um, cushion. Yeah. Um, and just like there are people who say like the first 100k that you have you shouldn't invest that huh? I mean what's your what's your opinion on that I don't I mean that's a bit much I mean I'm not <laughs> professional again but like I wouldn't wait that long mm-hmm. um, yeah I'm, I'm like I'm like that too but I have to admit like it depends again on your personal situation like I'm single I don't have any kids. I don't have any liabilities. For me, it's like easier to say, okay, I don't need that much as a safety um, cushion. I can go fast. So everybody else should do probably that that um, that calculation for themselves. Yeah, they gotta do works for them. Like for me, I would just put aside like a year, like something maybe a year. Yeah. Ideally, you know, I haven't done that, but ideally, I'll put aside a year and then invest after that amount. Yeah, but look. Um, you also have to think about what you need in the, in the meantime, because like investing and all that, that's all great, but that's a lot of that is in the future. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of people and you have to know yourself how you are that way. I'm not like that. I, I can, I can wait without something happening. There are a lot of people are like, yeah, but I need my, 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 my travel or I need my fancy car. So if you really need that, like don't invest that. Right. And you know what I mean? Like, you know, you know, exactly what you need to live on because mm-hmm. i think that was in tony robbins book too he was saying like a lot of people think of like saving money as like you have to give everything up 
that you enjoy, which makes it not even fun to save at all. So he's talking about strategies to like still enjoy those things, you know, kind of like when people are trying to go on a diet and they're like, oh, you can't eat any ice cream at all or whatever. And that's like more difficult because you feel like you really want to eat ice cream even more than. So Mm -hmm. it's like about give and take, like a little bit of balance for some people. Yeah. I think uh, there are a lot of people out there that have not uh, unrealistic expectation about what it means to be an investor. They think like, yeah, I'm going to live off water and bread for five or 10 years. And you know, mm-hmm. what, 10 years I'll, I'll make the big payout. The big, the, the big thing will come in and, and I'll start living big. I mean, problem is, first of all, that's not going to happen in 10 years. Something else will come up and uh, you're going to miserable, be miserable in the meantime. So I don't think it's even worth it. Yeah. And like, just going back to my little situation where I had saved up that money, like I told you, I was working 60 hours a week and I was like doing that for like, maybe I did it for like maybe six or seven months. And I got burnt out at the end of that. And I was like, that's shortly before I went on my trip. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore because now I want my life to look like just more slaving away just to save up some money. So yeah, yeah. has to be a balance. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, I mean, we could argue about that all day, but like if you're burned out for a month, even a month, is that worth all the money? I mean, like... It wasn't for me. (laughs) Yeah, and it wouldn't be for me too. wouldn't be for me either. Uh, I I, I don't work that way. But um, you have to know, you have to know what you you are comfortable with. That's the point Mm -hmm. before like allocate, because that's what maybe you should talk about the savings rate too. So the savings rate is like um, whatever you can save the percentage that you can save from mm-hmm. the money you take home. Like what we talked about, like paying yourself first. Uh, suppose you get like 4K in a month. If you can save 2K, just put it away in the bank before anybody gets it. That's yeah. your savings rate, 50% savings rate. But the thing is that savings rate, I mean, a lot of people think like, the higher, the better. And that's true. The higher, the more you save, the, the sooner you will be financial free. That's true. But the thing is, you have to be able to to keep up with it, right? Yeah, definitely. And like, just in terms of like getting the money to save with the extra money, there's so many little ways that you can make extra money to save. It's like ridiculous. Like even like working from home online, I did several of them. I did mystery shops. I did something called Lionbridge, which I still do. I did something called Amazon Turk, which is like really little bits of money. But there's lots of ways that you can just put a little extra cash aside without having to put much that much effort forth which is what's cool for a while but now i'm looking to do things that pay me more money because i think you know it's more important that my my time is valued higher that way i'm not you know slaving away for five hours for pennies so that's my goal now yeah that's interesting what you're saying because like i feel the same way too uh, about like uh, looking out for the dollar you know i mean you could do that right you could try try to pinch every penny and but the problem is that gets in the way of your mindset of abundance, right? Because you're training your, your mind to to look for every small little uh, discount. And that doesn't get you into a mindset of abundance because like you're looking for the pennies and you're, you're ignoring the billion dollars because of that. So yeah. that's, for instance, why I don't do discounts anymore. I don't do discount, shop, discount shopping anymore. I mean, and of course, people are going to say, yeah, but that's because you have money. But I did that, but I didn't have money too. Uh, but I didn't have money either because I realized like I can't be spending like uh, an hour to save a dollar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Like people are like successful with the whole couponing like thing on television. There was a, I forget what the show was called. It was some coupon show. 
but like I had actually tried that one time and I don't use coupons anymore. It's just too much. I'm, like, I'm not going to sit here for hours a day, cutting out coupons <laughs> just to use at the grocery store. And a lot of the stuff I ended up buying was that that was not even necessary. I was just buying it because of the coupons. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm not into the whole coupon thing, even though I get, you know, why people do it and everything. And I'm not like, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. go ahead. The coupon thing is the totally opposite thing of what I think of uh, abundant mindsets. If you start doing that, you're like in, in, in that savings thing and like then you'll never get rich, you'll never get an abundant mindset. So that's one of the traps you have to try to avoid. So you think you should try to focus on making more money instead of spending less money or both? Um, I would say the first. first. Okay. What I did for work for me was in the beginning, I was, because I, I've been broke, right? I've been there. I uh, yes. was at first uh, trying to reduce your expenses as much as you can. Like trying to find a level that you just can like, it's near subsistence that you, can, you just can live off and try mm-hmm. to live for a couple of years like that, save up money. But then the moment it's, you have that money, you have to invest it, but then you can't live again like, like that level of subsistence. You have to this and that. Yeah. Uh, you have to that state after a while can't stay there forever yeah that's an important point because you know i forget what the theory is called but once people start making more they tend to just raise the amount of money they're spending so you just have to stay at a reasonable level level of expenditures because if you keep spending more because you make more you'll never get ahead you'll still be living paycheck to paycheck on a million dollar salary which a lot of celebrities and people find themselves in this situation yeah so um like um if you let's say I, I don't know how it is in the states, but let's let's say you have like you earn a thousand dollars in the state. That's probably nothing, but that suppose, mm-hmm. and you can like yeah. If you if you earn thousand dollars, you have to spend it all. You can't save anything, I think, right? But suppose you find a way to double your your pay. Maybe now you can save a hundred dollars, right? That's already yeah. something. And then if you double that again, you're four thousand. Now maybe you can save two thousand because that's how fast it goes, right? You're, you're your expenses don't double, right? Like yeah. if, you, if you if you only need two thousand a month and you make two four thousand, that's two thousand you can put away, right? Yeah, I mean that's my goal. Yeah, if I could just like triple, I would literally, well, yeah. I would probably do some extra things, but I would probably save the majority of that money. Yeah, and then then that's the thing. There's no physical limit what you can make in a month. If it goes to ten thousand and you still have that two two thousand, you're saving eight thousand, right? Yeah. So that's where you, you have to go to the state. You have to, to re, um, realize for yourself a state that the budget is, doesn't even matter, that you're like spending everything you, you want and like you're saving, still saving 80% of your money. Yeah. And I think also like that, those are all great points. Like I think there is too much stress around money in general too, like worrying about bills and worrying about when your next paycheck is going to come. And like I was in that position after I saved the money, like I didn't keep, all that money I did end up spending it but the thing is once you develop the mindset that you can do this and you stop worrying about things like it's well for me it stayed so like if I'm ever in a pinch or whatever like I'm not worried about that anymore like you did it once you can get it back and like you said there's a bunch of opportunities in the world so you know you're going to be able to build it back up again yeah um it was in Michael Shook said, right? Worrying is praying about things you don't want. Yeah. If you worry about money, you're just evaporating it as we yeah. speak. That's like fleeing away from you at speed of light. So you can't never worry about it. And you have to like you, but you sit there is very powerful. You have to like um, 
trust your ability to just make it, mm-hmm. to make it again and again and again. Like yeah. that, that's what the investors do. They put, they put all their money in every deal because they're like, you know what? I can always make it back. You can't have yeah. a mindset of scarcity or, or fear. Just have to like, like we talked about yesterday, like burning your bridges. I mean, I I don't I don't uh, advise gambling, of course, but mm-hmm. like God, here you have to you have to trust in your abilities and your skills. Right, and and, um, mm-hmm. and you can't talk about it either. Like, because there was a period of time where like I was doing the whole paycheck to paycheck thing, and I was seriously depressed. I was like, I can't get ahead. But again, it's that whole thing it has to happen for you, not to you. And so I was like, wait, what can I do to get ahead of this debt and all these bills? And that's when I got the extra job. Like there's always, or most of the times there is a way out. So I just had to get creative what I was doing. And then I felt so much better. Yeah. You have to, um, you have to focus all the, I mean, the time and energy you focus on worrying about the money. If you could, focus, or you could spend that on like finding ways to improve your income stream. Yeah. Yeah. That's. That's, of course, the game. That's the game you have to be. Yes. And it's then. So that was, so the first step was getting out of debt. The second step was saving, like having a good, decent savings rate and saving money. But mm-hmm. then, of course, like if you're doing that for a couple of years, you're going to have like a bank account that is like full with money, flush with money. And then it's time to, to invest, right? That's, yeah. I mean, that's how I would do it. Yeah. And that's a good idea. Because you can never save for the rest of your life. Because if you save, I mean, that's not, that's not a way to get uh, abundant, right? Get abundant. Nope. Yeah, there's actually a religious story about that too. I don't remember it exactly. Like these three men were given money and like one buried it. And Do you know what I'm talking about, the story? It's like a parable. No, I don't know. It sounds interesting. Okay, you know what? I shouldn't even brought it up because I don't remember it. Like, basically, one man buried the money and they all came back to the master. And the master was like, why would you bury the money? Because he didn't make anything from it. And one, like, multiplied it. And he was the one that did a great job. I don't remember what the third one did, though. Yeah. Something Grant Cardone says, he says, like, people think cash is king, but that's that's wrong. It's cash flow that's king, right? Yeah. Cash itself is nothing. I mean, like, if you put cash, if, if cash, like the, the, the paper bill, uh, uh, paper, uh, paper, uh, the paper, you put that in, in like, in, in, in storage, it just gets molded, it gets wet, it gets rotten. It's just, you know, I mean, it's nothing. It, it deteriorates. It's so you have to do something with it. You have to invest it. You have to invest it in yourself. That's the first thing I would advise. Like if you have 40, 60K, invest it in yourself. Do something with it. Don't, I mean, you know what I mean? That, that's the best investment you can always do is invest in yourself. So that, that's the first thing I would do. Start there. Mm-hmm. Um, or like you did, like learn how to invest. Like it's, it's a slow, long road, but at least you get somewhere. Yeah, that's true. So, um, I mean, like investing... Honestly, I think that's a whole other episode, right? I mean, there's so much to talk, but there are a lot, um, a lot of things you can do. There's real estate. There's, uh, I mean, I don't know. This it depends on, on what your skill level is and what you what you what you're comfortable with. But for instance, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind like what you're doing is like go into an uh, an index fund and put uh, a lot of it there. Mm-hmm. That's that's for instance a good idea if you don't know what you're doing. Yes. Or you don't, you know, that's, that's, that's a good start there. Um, but then, I mean, what I would personally want to do is like, is, is look if I can do more with my real estate holdings, because for now it's like 
produces a nice enough income stream, but I think I'm leaving value on the table. So I, I need to look at bigger deals and find a way to, to make that work. So that's also, it's also work in progress and it's also learning. So just, we all, we're always learning. That's the thing also, right? Yeah, that's true. And while you were saying that, I just, I found the story that I was talking about before. Like he gave um, three people, the master gave three people talents, which I guess is a currency back in this time. He gave one five talents. He gave one two talents. He gave one one talent. And the one that only received one buried it. And the other two multiplied the money by double. So that one, he's like, you're a wicked servant. Why would you bury my money? That was a story. That's, that's a nice story. It would be interesting if, if the story also told what the others did with their money. Right? I know. I can read it in detail right now, but maybe we'll talk about it. <laughs> one put it in Bitcoin and the other, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how old the story is, but yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's from biblical times, yeah. Yeah, by the way, I mean, um, investing, I mean, it's a, it's a very interesting thing because you're, you're never – you never, you never learn everything. You're always something new. There's always something's changing. So uh, I would probably advi- advise people to, uh, first of all, get a hold of your financial situation because a lot of people feel powerless and feel like money is something that they never, never, never uh, have. I mean, I was the same too. I thought I could never, I mean, I, I thought I was bad with money that, that I would never have it. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a skill like everything in life almost. Yeah. Happiness, this is a skill, discipline is a skill. So yeah, um, that's where you start, right? It's crazy. Like in all aspects of your life, you have to learn to take charge of it. Yeah, and you you can't be afraid, right? I mean, there's just start and and, and learn and 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 also it's okay to make mistakes. I mean, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's. I mean, people should be um, should um, feel like it's 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 not that difficult to start. That like everybody can do it. And uh, yeah, you just have to have a mindset of abundance and uh, yeah, start from there, I would say. Yeah. And like if you're in a bad financial situation or something, like focus on where you're going or trying to go instead of like where you are. That's the whole thing. Yeah. You know, don't worry about it. Just focus on where you're trying to go and you'll be able to get there a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's very good advice. Um, like focus like on the, on the, small wins like i would say like if there's growth if it's going better if your debt is like increasing that's all good things right mm-hmm. you're doing something actively so yeah that's that's good advice right um so yeah do you want to add something more no i think that's all for now i'm going to continue to try to add some more money to my investment account hopefully i'll have a little stash by the end of the year <laughs> yeah that's that's awesome so yeah um I'm uh, very excited to to follow you on your on your journey um, to become a, a professional investor, let's say. And um, it would be nice to, for instance, do a follow up in like a couple of months if you've learned something more, and then we can talk about it. And I'm going to probably learn also a lot more because I'm trying to get a hold of like that investment or that real estate investment thing. So uh, we'll see, right? It's, it's it's definitely interesting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, this is a good conversation. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, most of most of our conversations are good. So, uh, but anyway, um, so yeah, if you don't have anything to add, um, I would say this is the the show. So, to our listeners, thank you very much to, for listening. And tomorrow there will be another one. I think. Well, I, I I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Thanks, guys. Okay. Bye. Bye.